0: And he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all people a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. This is the word of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, today we come together to celebrate a child, to celebrate a son, a firstborn son, a son promised and long expected, a son who, in this reading, is lifted up by an old man who performs a blessing and speaks a prophecy over him. Of course, the son I'm thinking of is me. It is my birthday, after all. And I'm not saying I'm the Messiah. But everything I said is true. I am a firstborn son. I have an older sister, but you know, in proper biblical fashion, I'm going to not mention her ever again. Also, I was promised and long expected by my father. My father was convinced from the moment my mother got pregnant that I was going to be a boy my name would be Paul, and I would have the spirit of St. Paul. He was a little proud. And so my birth did come. My dad put a posting on the bulletin board at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne. It looked like this. Mark and Susan Elliott are proud to announce that Paul Martin Chemnitz Elliott, a great theologian, is born. Yes, that is my name, and that is what he wrote. And so... I also promised there'd be an old man lifting up the infant and performing a blessing. Well, that old man was this guy. Now, in case you don't know who this is, this is uh, Professor David Scare, professor of theology at Concordia, theological Fort Wayne, and overall kind of creepy-looking guy. <laughs> the, the eyes kind of follow you. Uh, oh, I, that's worse, actually. Never mind. So this man read the announcement, took the newborn babe in his arms and pronounced, Elliot, this kid's going to be a used car salesman. (laughs) Okay, so his prophecy did not come true, and his prophecy is also meant to take my dad down a notch, which he probably deserved. However, this man here, Simeon, he also had a prophecy, but this prophecy did come true, and this one didn't bring them down a notch. It actually filled Mary and Joseph with even more wonder at who this miraculous child was. That this man was a man who was waiting for the consolation of Israel. Which is a very interesting phrase. Waiting for the consolation of Israel. That Israel was in desperate need of consoling. That these people had spent centuries under the oppression of foreign powers. They knew disease. They knew grief. They knew poverty. Even their religious leaders had failed them as the high priests were corrupt, and many of the Pharisees were hypocrites. But this man was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and we too are waiting for the consolation of God's people. Because we know desperately that we need consolation. And let's be honest, 2016 was a rough year. We've known fear, we've known frustration, we've known grief, we've known natural disaster and calamity and disease and death. That we know that this is not what God intends for his people. God has more in store for us than this. That the life we're living right now is not the life that God has promised. We are waiting for the consolation of Israel. When this man saw that the consolation of Israel had come, that God's plan had come together, he rushed and grabbed that little child, that little 40-day-old infant, and lifted up this drooling, helpless little child. And said, N- Lord, now you're letting your servant depart in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you are prepared in the presence of all peoples. A light for revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of your people Israel. There's a lot here, and I'm going to try to summarize a few important points. First of all, my own eyes have seen the salvation that this little baby is the salvation. It's the plan that God has prepared. That for millennia, God has been bringing this plan together. He announced it to Adam, Noah, Abraham, Moses, David, the prophets, slowly unfolding this plan, weaving all of world history together for this baby. And what would this baby do? First of all, this baby is a light for the Gentiles. For too long, the nations had walked in ignorance and darkness. Not knowing God, not knowing his will, not knowing his love. And they had tried to fill their lives with all these other things that had not been sufficient. But God is announcing in this child that he has brought about the light of the Gentiles. The Gentiles will know him. God will gather his scattered children throughout all the world. And God will bring them into his plan as well. But even more, this child is the glory of Israel. Now, glory is a very interesting word. Glory implies God's presence. That God is present for his people. He's present in a wondrous way. And he's present for their benefit. God's glory led them to the wilderness. God's glory filled the temple. And now God's glory can be touched and seen and held in this tiny infant. And because the glory of God was on display there, God was present, God was with us there. Simeon was at peace. Simeon knew peace in that time. And my dear people, this peace is for you as well. This peace is yours because the same plan has come to fruition and you know it through the scriptures. The same plan has enlightened your lives with the gospel. The same plan has shown God's presence among us. That God is present with you when you hear his word, eat his supper, and are washed with his waters. God is among you, and the Lord who brought together his plan in the cross and the empty tomb will also bring together his plan in the final fulfillment when he returns for all of his saints to rescue them from all the troubles and cares of this world and to bring them a peace that will never end. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. time I want to invite you to open to him.